Alright y'all, today is Sunday, Sunday the 8th, <laughs> Sunday the 8th of September, I am your host of this lovely podcast, of the Save Your Life Yearly Podcast, this is a special episode, very very special episode, every episode is special honestly, but this is a very special one and near and dear to our hearts, I am here with my lovely wife Mookie and her best friend Seiko DeBarge. Say what up, y'all. Good evening. Hello. All right. So, so this idea for this podcast actually came from my wife. Big thing. Pause. Uh, we wanted to talk about our journey dealing with abortions now um abortion slash failed pregnancies slash unhealthy pregnancies of that nature now when you hear people talk about abortions normally it's almost like oh we did it knowingly you know what i'm saying like we went into the doctors and said we wanted abortion this and that third however that's not the case in our case in our journey so, if y'all want some, if y'all want to tell some backstory. I mean, y'all more than welcome to, and then we can start with that, and then we can just flow from there. They talk about the journey that affected all three of us and affected that beautiful young lady that's upstairs right now. Um. Well, it has been on my heart to talk about this for a while now. Um. Just um, going through our journey and recently hearing about other people's situations and journeys, it just led me to want to speak about it, which I'm not a speaker in general. I don't like to talk often. We know this. Um, our audience notices too. Wow. Audience of 15 people. What up, y'all? Um, <laughs> but a lot of people go... The pregnancy journey isn't as easy as society, I guess, as a whole, leads it on to be. Um, and I just want to speak to those who either haven't had the experience, are nervous about going through the journey, or um, have questions about the journey. Um, and I guess the Corey asks us questions if she may, that she may want answers to and she also is here as well to chime in <clears throat> yes so well hi i'm sicoria <laughs> i'm amanda's best friend since high school Whoa. yes so when amanda was pregnant well yes when amanda was pregnant um i learned a lot of stuff Women go through a lot with pregnancies, um, like a lot, like stuff they don't even talk about, really. Like, I don't know why it's not really talked about a lot with, you know, high-risk pregnancies or just difficult pregnancies and that. So, okay, I guess my first question for you is... Um, mm -hmm. How are you feeling, like, in the beginning stages? 
I guess before everything occurred, like, how are you feeling? So, our pregnancy journey officially, I would say, started January of 2015. We both decided we were ready to start a family. Um, I had been on birth control. You were on the next one on. Correct. I had been on the birth control from the time that um, we got engaged up until the time of that new year in 2015. Tell them how long it was. Because people on the, next, on the next one on, it's like not long term, but it pretty is kind of long term. So, yeah. Um, I can't remember if it was a five year or three year, but I know the one that, that I had last was three years. But next one on is the implant. It's birth control. Um, you get it, I believe, every three years. You can take it out whenever you would like. But I had been on Next Phenom for from 2010 August of 2010 up until I got it out in January of 2015. Um, so our journey began there and you hear all these different things like if you take your birth control out you know, before the three years you're more fertile, this, that, and the third. <clears throat> Well, that didn't happen for us. Um, we had been trying from 2015 up until 2017. Um, and the feeling of watching others get pregnant quickly or by mistake or just, you know, spontaneously happening, um getting the questions of when were we going to start a family um it's difficult because you really want a family and you start to look at yourself and you start to question yourself um as to why you can't get pregnant or even Kevin began to question himself as to why we couldn't get pregnant um to the point where it got so bad to the point where we, one, didn't want to talk about it, or two, we felt like maybe we weren't destined to be together because we could not get pregnant. Um, so fast forward to 2017. Um, we were going to make a state move um, out of Richmond, and in that time, I got pregnant. Facts. Um, Shooting my shot. August of 2017, I got pregnant. Pew, pew. Very unexpected. <clears throat> it was very unplanned. Um, I mean, well, we were trying, but at that point, it was just like, you whatever happens. Wow. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. Like, when it happens, mm-hmm. it happens. Um, I think we were actually giving it until the new year of 2018, to where we were going to start seeing a specialist to see if something else was going on. Um, but very spontaneous, very last minute. And I was smoking a lot, too. I, I, I was definitely smoking a lot. So, like, I remember talking to my brother that's locked up right now, and I was trying to tell him, you know, I think I ran it past him about, you know, actually, I think I'm ready to, you know, start trying. Or, like, I either told him that or I told him, you know, me and Amanda going to start trying. He was like, so, 
what are you doing right now? I was like, well, I ain't doing much of nothing. You know, I actually smoke a lot. He was like, yo, you're going to have to calm down on the smoke. You know what I'm saying? You're going to you're gonna have to lay off of that. And I think that's when it happened, for real, for real. That's when it happened, for real. When I actually, like, started just, like, leaving the smoke alone. Did you change... Well, did y'all change y'all diet? No. 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 No diet change, no nothing. I think, like, I think it was... It was definitely on me. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, to get, like, to get shit cracking off in terms of us getting pregnant it's like it was definitely on me cause honestly if I would've been smoking the way I was heavy the way that I was mm-hmm. then you know we probably wouldn't even be here to be honest so but continue because you know this is this is this is what just a backdrop like if I was still smoking heavy like I was smoking very very heavy and this is this is after I got rid of my bomb. This we wouldn't be here. Right, right, right. Um, exactly. I beg to differ, but we'll get there. What do you What do you mean, like mentally or like physically, like with Marley and? Okay. Yeah, I feel like we'll get there. Um, but um, so we are pregnant, very unexpected. Um. And with that, I had a lot of, at the time, I was trying to work job things out, insurance things out, um, a lot of things out. Um, So it it was very, just very unplanned. Um, And I have seen a family member, I have seen a friend lose a child. Um, and that was a fear of mine. So, most definitely my first trimester, I didn't tell anybody. I wasn't letting anybody know. It was very hush. I didn't really even want to tell immediate family. Um, just until I got past that first trimester. Um, so, do you want to give your synopsis up until... I was excited to be honest with you like I couldn't hold that back it, it was it was it was very hard to hold it back very very hard to hold it back because I was like oh boy because it was a certain time where you just said it like we thought we it it just it just wasn't happening you know what I'm saying like we like you, you know you was off the birth control and then you know you know all the stuff about that birth control and how it takes X amount of time. Uh, you got to wait this and that third. And we waited. And then we were trying. So, so you know, when it wasn't, it was almost like at every every chance. It was like like we were so anxious. We was buying birth, uh, we was buying pregnancy tests at the pregnancy test. Off of the little things that you would talk about, like oh, I, I don't yeah, that's know, true. I forgot. like like that, like that shit was that borderline was stressful. That shit was borderline stressful. Like man, Amanda, Amanda, I would stop. I had stopped. It was borderline funny. It was funny because like I would look at it, man. I'm like, all right, now for real. She'd be like, no, can't look. My uh stomach is hard. I'm like, 
I was like, all right, baby. I was like, I was like, I was like, mm. I was like, mm. let me go ahead and push the stomach. I was like, mm. I don't know. You can't like you can't you can't push through a stomach, but you know, right. I guess it was nerve wracking. So, very nerve It got to the point where, like, I was, like, fed up with the bullshit. I was like, Amanda, you need to go on. get up and go get a pregnancy test. I'm going to go get a pregnancy test. So, we just going to stop having this conversation. Because, because I can't, like, I think that was the unhealthy part of the whole thing was just to keep feeding into that without us actually knowing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I'm just... We'll just wake up and, you know, she'll be at work or I'll be at work. she call me and stuff like that. And, you know, she might mention it or, like, she might, like, try to, like, slide it in there or something like that. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go again. You know what I'm saying? So, when we actually found out, it's kind of funny because I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like, we, <laughs> I had missed my cycle and I was just like, I think I had called my mom. And I was just like. After I did it, like, I don't, I didn't want to take another pregnancy test because I didn't want another negative. I didn't want to go through, like, the rigmarole of it or anything like that. Um, so, when I seen it, I was like, I think I took, like, three pregnancy tests when it was positive. Mm-hmm. I was just like, for yeah. real? Like, for serious? Yeah, yeah. And still went to the doctor's office to reconfirm it. So, so after you went to the doctor, okay. So during this time, because I know that you were transitioning to move to another state at this time, mm-hmm. were you already gone from your current at the job at the time? At the time, or were you still there? right? So I had just lost. I just left my job to go to potentially pursue a new life in Maryland. Um, long story short, things happen for a reason. It didn't work out. So. I had a way to get back to, into my job, but getting back into my job was not easy. In that time, obviously, I lost my health insurance. Let's talk about that. You being a black woman. Yes. Um. So, even without my income, or I left my job to pursue education primarily and also, you know, find new life in Maryland. Um. With that, I couldn't get unemployment even with my explanation um even though I was not working and Kevin was just working and of course they don't look at your bills I didn't qualify for Medicaid um so I either had to try to find an insurance on the outside which I did which really wasn't the best but it was something um or pay out of pocket for services and it was terribly difficult to find services for a person who did not have insurance, who did not have the means to pay out of pocket because it's very expensive. Um, so even when, get, you're, I'm sorry, even when you're pregnant you still didn't qualify for Medicaid? No, even being pregnant. Interesting. So. This is the state of Virginia, correct? <laughs> right. Punk-ass state of Virginia. So, that was another <laughs> thing within itself. Um... First time being pregnant, um, I had bled one time, but the blood, the bleeding has stopped. And I, luckily I have a long-lasting relationship with my 
OBGYN who I couldn't see at the time due to my insurance, but I had called the nurses on just to inquire and, you know, they eased my mind with that. Um, so fast forward to my first appointment. By the time we had our first appointment, I believe I was 13 weeks, 12 or 13 weeks, which typically you get seen at eight. My insurance um, didn't kick in until later. Um, it was a Monday. It was the day before my birthday. First Earth ultrasound. And beautiful, bright baby, just as energetic as he wanted to be. And at this time, you know, you're at your first trimester, so you're able to, you feel more comfortable. Right. So, um, you know, we started sharing more news, things of that nature. So, December came, I think it was the second week of December on a Sunday or that Friday, I started like to have cramps. And I looked at the symptoms and, you know, it's normal. Also, at this time, I started I started back in November working at my old job, so my insurance was supposed to kick back in. Problems with my insurance kicking in. Information wasn't properly coming over, transferring, whatever. Um, so, having cramps, I'm like, looking up the symptoms, things of that nature. They say it's normal. Um, Doing research. Yeah. And Quote, unquote. I had the pregnancy app, so on the app, it said, you know, it, it's it's normal. Um, I think that Sunday, me and Kevin had sex like normal, um, went to work, still cramping. Nah, nah, it couldn't have been Sunday. It was Sunday, couldn't because Sunday. I went to work Monday, trust me. Went to work Monday, cramping all day Monday. I came home to try to use the bathroom, and um, it literally looked like a... The way I described it at the time, it looked like a little black head coming out of my vagina. I don't know what made me feel, but I felt. And I freaked out. Because in my head, it's like, it's a baby head like coming out of my vagina. So we're freaking out, we're freaking out. I lay on the bed. Um, somehow or another, my mom's on her way. He spoke to his mom on the phone and she told me to kick my legs up. Kick my legs up. By the time my mother gets there, it's nothing there anymore. Um, so he goes to the hospital, gets seen, and do an ultrasound, everything looks fine, everything looks normal. The idiot doctor um, says they definitely they definitely dropped the ball on that one. They 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 pretty much they sent us home. Even even telling them like yo like like something came out something came out like even though we told you that it looked like a baby's head, it looked like something from a baby that was outside of outside of your vagina. Like, it was like, oh, everything's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. La-di-da-da. Cool. And he sent us home. And and that was probably... That was probably, like a, that's probably like a doctor, big mistake. 
The doctor said it could have been just some membranes coming out and just to um, pretty much called as liars pelvic rest, which is um, they pretty much called as liars. Pelvic rest is pretty much you know no sexual activity things of that nature. Um, send us home. Couldn't eat. Very crampy. Like I could barely. And I asked him about the pain. I said, um, you know, does it get better? He was like, you know, it's just pregnancy. I could barely, we went to get something to eat. I could barely stand up. Um, that's how bad I was cramping. I didn't even, I brought some ice cream. didn't even eat the ice cream. Went home, went to sleep. Um, woke up the next morning. I'm getting ready to go to work. That's just how I am. Got to keep going. Um, go to the bathroom again. It's back down. We go to the bed, do the same thing, kick my legs up. And my water broke. Yeah, yeah. Kevin didn't think it was my water breaking. Yeah. He was like, you know, you sure you didn't peel yourself. And... I took a picture of that shit, too. And what week was this? What week were This you? was probably... I took a picture 18, of that shit. 17 or 18 weeks. Okay. Um, and he was like, you know, you sure you didn't peel yourself? I said, no. You know what peeing on yourself feels like. Right. Um, it was a different feeling. Mm-hmm. And I knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 17, 18 weeks. What? My water broke. Mm-hmm. And that is what the baby sustains off of. Um, so we go back to the emergency room. And it's long drawn out. But this time they actually get somebody from labor and delivery to confirm what we already know. Um, so, in that moment, in that time, I felt like, what is wrong with me? I have lost a lot of people. I have gone through a lot of different things. I, myself, am a different type of person. Um, and we finally get pregnant. You know, every pain or every nauseating feeling I had, all the tiredness, I was always grateful for it because I'm finally pregnant. I have a baby on the way. We are starting our family. We had the crib already. We had bassinets. We were preparing for a child, like set up in the room. And why is this happening? Um, and I felt like I let myself down. I felt like I let Kevin down. Um, it's just, it's a different, it's very different from a lot of the losses I have had. Um, and when you're that far, it's not like you can take a pill and go home or... You know, it's full on. You have to go through labor. Um, you can either have a C-section or you can labor it out pretty much. I didn't want to have a C-section because... Um, I think you're skipping. I think you're skipping a lot. What am I skipping? Like just like the whole... The whole process? Yeah. Process of what? Well, you, you know what? You know what? I can go ahead and tell it. So, that morning when everything was going down, 
um, I actually took a picture of like like the fucking spot that was left on the bed and shit. Um, I actually still got this shit on my phone, so I called my job. Like, listen, not gonna be able to make it. Something's going, something's going on. You know, we gotta go to the hospital. You know, luckily when you have a great boss slash supervisor, manager, or like whatever you wanna call them, call that person. You know, what I'm saying like they understand what can happen or what might be happening. So, uh, just a little side note for any man dealing with something like this, I can like, and, and, and like you may be like involved, like shout out to the men that's like involved when things like this happen with your lady in terms of pregnancy and you're standing there Surrounded by all these tears, surrounded by all these emotions, and you're saying, like, well, I'm not that emotional, I'm not teary-eyed, nothing like that. That is your calling to be the rock. You understand what I'm saying? That is your calling to be the rock in a roundabout way, all right? It, it, that is your calling to be the strong one in the room. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what I had to be because I've never experienced no shit like this before in my life. Nobody has in that room, so to speak. So we get to the hospital and, you know, a man is a nervous wreck. She's crying. Uh, her moms get there. You know, she she's one of the strongest people I know and she's trying to be strong for like the longest and then she broke up and started crying and then like the doctors come in and then like they tell us like yo we gotta take you to the emergency room to stand third uh the uh, sack broke they you know what i'm saying like they kicking out all this info and stuff like that and you know you're just sitting there trying to process well, it all in the emergency room they took me to labor and delivery right right that they took you to labor labor and delivery and you have to just imagine going to labor and delivery and you're not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to be there at all. For another two trimesters. And you walk in with a... For those who've never been in a delivery room, delivery rooms are set up for birth. So they have pampers and um, the, the little nursing bassinet with the head stuff and the blankets. That's what you... You just have to imagine walking into that in your situation knowing you're not going home with your child. Um, so, I mean, yeah. It was just a lot going on. It was a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? We was, we was definitely, definitely on edge the entire time, you know, the entire time we was in there, it was a lot of feelings. It, it was a lot of people trying to trying to stay positive and stuff like that. And, and uh, um, we had wanted to labor it out. And this is and this is the whole part where it comes to it actually being a technical, um, a technical abortion. It was a technical a abortion, DMC, but but it wasn't like we walked in there. It was like, yo, we don't want the child no more, so we gonna have an abortion. So, and I hate that label in itself because literally my water broke. 
Yeah. Like, it's what there's the doctor tells you, like, I have the option of going home, doing nothing, let nature take its course, pretty much. Um, C section or natural birth. You had to get epidural. And so that was the other thing. I didn't want epidural in general with having my child. When we envision having children, um, I'm like the natural kind of earthy kind of girl. We had originally talked about having an at-home birth. Mm -hmm. We was definitely talking about that heavy. Um, And having that experience in our home. Um, Definitely, if we had to have it at the hospital, we didn't want to do an epidural. Um, I wanted to do natural. So... I guess in my head, you get this news. I'm the type of person that once I found out, once I find out things that I can't control, what is the quickest way I can get this done with so I can move on with my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and this just wasn't one of those things. Um, so I had probably the worst migraine I've ever had in my life. Um, a lot of different emotions going on. And I wasn't dilating. They gave me a medicine to help me dilate. I wasn't dilating. Um, And I was contracting with no breaks in between. I'm sure it has to deal with the trauma of the whole situation. But I had no breaks. I was contracting back to back to back to back to back. Um. So they finally gave me an epidural. And then and then and then after that, it was just a matter of time. How long did it take? Maybe about 15, 20 minutes? Maybe not even that. Maybe not even that? And then and then next thing you know, like a man looks up, she's like, I think the baby's out. Now, mind you, you know, this is where being being strong and being a rock. Just, just pretty much being strong. Period. Just comes into play. Like this is where, this is where it needs to be. And man, watching that, I was there for the whole thing. Watching that, just eyes wide open and just looking down, and I'm like, oh my goodness, man. Oh my goodness, it was a lot. Like, I don't know if y'all want, y'all want to get graphic about it, right? Okay, well, the baby came out. The baby had no life. Let's put it like that. But it was covered in blood. There was blood everywhere. All over the bed. And then, like, I'm looking. I I had the same feeling in my knees when I had got married. Like, my knees was weak. I was like, man, I can't believe this shit. I can't believe I'm looking at this right now. However, for some odd reason, the whole time I'm looking down, I can only think positive. I was like, it was once upon a time, I didn't even think this was even possible. Mm-hmm. The fact that conception was even possible. With me just alone. Regardless of what the woman was going through, just me alone, I didn't think my nuts was even working. Mm-hmm. And the fact that... Mm-hmm. Then I said, it's like, and, and then like the fact that not only was you pregnant... No, 
not only was I able to get you pregnant, I was like, I was thinking about that the whole time, mm-hmm. throughout everything, and then and then you know. Um, That's a very positive way to think of it. Yeah, it, it, it's a tragic uh, moment. That's a very positive thing. I mean, like, I just, I just kept thinking about that, and 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 then you know, the aftermath of it was even crazier. I think, like, like first you had to see the baby come out covered in all blood. They had to wipe the baby off. Cool. Then they gave us a choice whether or not to hold the baby or not if you want to keep the baby around. So we kept the baby around. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the baby had my nose. Like, you can tell. Like, the like the baby had features. The baby boy had features. You know what I'm saying? The baby had my nose. Then they had to get... They had to get the sack. They had to get the pieces of the sack out your body. So you had to still deliver the placenta or the placenta, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mind y'all, mind you I hate to get I hate to get graphic, but just imagine as a man watching a woman with an epidural, she can't feel anything. But the doctor You felt the pressure, but you ain't feel it. He had he he was literally Probably half his forearm deep. Half his forearm deep. Inside, trying to get in, and then like he's pulling pieces of the placenta out. He just, he just, he just taking out piece by piece. They got a fucking bucket next to him, and 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 then like he just dropping it off in the bucket. That must have lasted about a good twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Like, they, I mean, you can hemorrhage. It's dangerous. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. It is very dangerous to to leave all that inside the woman. So, so, like, like that whole experience was crazy. Like the whole experience was just crazy. And then, you know, what happened after that? Like, we had to switch rooms. Like, they had to take us out the room. Well, that was a day after. So, um, you know, things died down. Um. <sighs> And, again, I'm a person who, when things happen, I shut off, shut out, and I keep moving on with life. Um, I knew this was something that would not benefit me at all, trying to shut everything out. Um, So I tried to feel some of my feelings. It's probably the rawest. Kevin has probably ever seen me. Yeah. Um, Just. And we've been married and together since 2006. Yeah. Um, That's probably the rawest. Sequoia has seen me. And, I mean, she's seen me emotional about things before. That's the rawest I've seen Seiko, to be honest. Yeah. That's the rawest I've seen Seiko because it was a lot of on and off crying. It, It was a lot of on and off crying. And then, like, and then, like, you know, as a man, like, you got to feel some type of way when your wife tells you or your girlfriend or your fiancé tells you, like, yo, I just want you, I just wanted to give this to you. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to give you this child, regardless if it was a son or or a girl or a daughter. I want to give you this child, you know what I'm saying? You, like, you know, 
you hate to sound like you brushing it off. But, but like, that's the way I had to come off. Like, it sounded like I was brushing off, but I was just being positive about the whole situation. Because it makes, it, 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 it kind of doesn't help when the whole room is in that particular pocket of feelings where, like, everybody is just sad and crying. Somebody has to be that get-up button. Somebody has to be that positive energy. And, and like, I don't know what came over me, but I was like... I just, I just had to be it. I just had to be it. You know what I'm saying? And Seiko, I don't know if you want to talk, like, talk about from your point of view how you felt throughout the whole thing because you was there too. I was. Um, I go. I was. Your girl was a nervous wreck. I had just started my job, and I was mm. like, I gotta, I can't be here. Um, and I was like, I, I didn't. It was just. I think your mom called me. Your mom called me, or she texted me, one or the other. And then that's when I said, okay, yeah, I'm leaving. I think that was, like, around maybe, I can't remember if that was, like, 12.30 or 2 o'clock that afternoon, that evening. But, um, yeah. Amanda's mom called me, and then that's when I left work, pretty much. And, you know, it was rough. And... I don't think I've ever told you this, Kevin, but I appreciate you really being there for my best friend. Like, I know you're her husband. That's your job to be there for her. Right. But in that state of mind, that's hard for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like. I mean, to be honest, thank you. First and foremost, thank you. But at the same time, thank you for being there. You know? Because, because you've been in... You've been like there a lot, a lot to the point that where the bike. <laughs> to the point where like we don't even look at you as a, 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 a best friend. You understand what I'm saying? We don't look at you like that at all. If I was to let you meet somebody, I would introduce you like I wouldn't introduce you as oh that's a man that's best friend such and such. Say so, yo, that's a sister. After the shit that we've been through, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mostly positive, a little bit of negative, but, you know, it's 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 got this balance to it. You understand what I'm saying? And it's just, you know, and the way that Seiko broke down was crazy. Like The thing is, they don't, and I understand because, I mean, they can't do for so much. When you go from... You deliver your child. You have to be on labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know your child's not coming home. Um, you go home empty-handed. They allow you to, you know, be with your child. We were, we was with our child as long as possible, as much as we could. They allowed mm-hmm. us to take pictures, um, all of that stuff. Um, we didn't go to the but funeral. at some t- at some point, a person who's really not to say we were less than, but a person who's about to give a child, birth to a child that's going home, you know what I'm saying, full term, they need that room. Um, so we had to move mm-hmm. to a smaller room. And I don't remember where I was walking, what I was walking. We were fired. I was out. I wasn't there. Um, 
I just remember hearing a lot of babies. Mm. And you walked to the other room? We had to walk yeah. to the other room. The nurse pushed the baby. We all walked. I had y'all stuff in the carriage thing. Right? Yeah, I remember we all walked. I and thought she was like in a wheelchair, so like, you know. No. No? And that was the longest yeah. walk I've probably ever taken. Yeah. Um, just but like it wasn't like no baby. hate though. Like, like, like it, it wasn't. It was hurt. Right. I wasn't, I mean, I never want anybody to go through that feeling or feel that feeling. But it was hurt because you you go to labor delivery to have your child and bring your child home. And all you hear is babies. Right. And that just wasn't the reality at the moment for us. It was, we weren't going home with our child. Right. Um. So that's when we went to the other room. Right. And I, um... Broke. Broke again. Broke down. I broke many times, but I broke again. Broke down, and, 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 you know, I can only speak from the man's point of view. You know what I'm saying? And and, And from the man's point of view, you almost feel like, yeah, like, you can't really do anything. You know, you're like, can I do anything? Do you need any help? You need me to get some water, something to drink, something. Do this and that and the third. So, fellas, if, if you know, I hope you never get to, you know what I'm saying, like, go through something similar or something like exactly like this, you know. But if you do, just be there, you know what I'm saying? Just really so be strong. How that for y'all, you guys? Uh, I mean, the transition from the walk to that other room. I think one time I actually thought I'm gonna be back here. Crazy as it sounds, I said to myself, "I'm gonna be back here," and it's not gonna be what this is. And I think my positivity can like really, like turn people off if I was to like say it out loud you know and we've had a lot of a lot of positive people a lot um, a lot the nurse very positive um one of the best nurses that we ever came in contact with period came across again um came across her again the nurse of the floor was very nice to us and gave us flowers for having to move facts um Appreciate very it all. Close, dear friend. And we had a lot of friends. Family. And thank you if y'all were listening to those who were there in that time. Facts. Um, <clears throat> we had a very close friend. He came to see us and he said that, um, you know, that situation was to bring me and Kevin closer um, on a whole nother level. You can say his name. Um, <laughs> hey, man. If you listening right now, man, like you, we definitely deserve a phone call. We definitely deserve an explanation, but we no, still love you. That too. That too. That too. But you know, we definitely deserve like an explanation, a sit down, 
fucking lunch, something, goddammit. We deserve, we want the whole story. The whole damn thing. But, at the same time, we love you. And we hope that, you know, you living and you breathing and, and you in peace. For real. But, but, but. How was your experience? Um, I was very nervous because, obviously, honestly speaking, there's nothing that anyone could do to make the situation better. Right. But God, honestly. Right. And God had made his decision already. Right. right? Even though it wasn't the, you know, decision that we hoped for at that time, but he made, he already made his decision, you know, before you even knew about it. Mm -hmm. So, honestly, for me, I'm a very positive and optimistic person, you know, always good vibes. I'm pretty much always happy. So seeing my best friend, well, my best friends, because you know you're married, y'all won. Um, <laughs> very rough. Like, she was, she had a little hee-ha-ha, you know, with friends, but you, you could just see the hurt on her face. Like, she probably had like a little chuckle, but you saw that hurt. And like the aftermath was for me was was worse because it's like you don't want to see you know your loved ones in pain and you can't do nothing about it. Who else came through? Shout them out. Uh, Donnie's came through, Donnie, right? Donnie's came through. Chelsea, Chelsea Alyssa, Alyssa came through. Shout yes. out to them. Cassie came through. Shout out to the ca cast of God. What's good? Um, Shout Larry. out to him. Larry came through. Shout out to him. My siblings. Right. Um, Shout them out, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate the support, family love. Lisa, Auntie. Yeah, Word up. Family sent love, prayers. Shout out to the homie DJ, was good, oh, was yeah, popping. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much to our shit, to even our, our co workers. Yeah. Our co workers didn't have to say or feel anything, you know? Mm -hmm. They could have just stood on the outskirts, but appreciate them too, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It was just a lot of support. It was a lot of support. A lot of support, and it was a lot of space to actually let us feel and go through what what we was feeling. Mm. I, I think mean, it there, was. Yeah. I think for me, um, sweaty birthday. Yeah. Um, with I mean, so you stay. Um, I guess we can wrap that portion up. But yeah. you stay, um, you have the baby, whichever way you have the baby, they let you take pictures, bond. If you wanted to take the baby away, you have that option also. Um, but you have to leave as if you had a baby. You have to be wheeled out and the whole nine. Right. And I literally zipped my coat up. I put my hood on. You couldn't see my face. Um... I just wasn't ready. Um, we named our son Hakin Thomas. Mm -hmm. And Hakin stands for the chosen one. Our son, when he is to come on this side, is supposed to be named after Kevin. Um, so I didn't want to name him after Kevin because in even that darkest time, I knew that this was going to happen again. Um, life was going to happen again. Um, so, from there, the journey is to move on, move forward. And 
we had to come home to a house with baby stuff in it already. I'll tell you one thing. I felt helpless. Like, anything I said or did, it, 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 I was like, is there anything that you want me to do? Anything like that, you know? And I just pretty much stayed by your side I the whole time. Like, barely because ate. I slept. I took sleeping pills or I smoked. That was my day for that weekend because me, in true fashion... Monday, I'm going back to work. Right. I can't sit in my feelings. I don't allow myself sometimes to sit in my feelings the way I should. So I was a high crying mess. And just when you think it's over, I wake up the next day and it looks like I have a full implant because they don't tell you. Mm. You're going to wake up and your body's going to produce or act as if you gave birth, so your your body is starting to produce milk. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, I just went through this all day, laboring all day, in a hospital half a week to a, for a child that can't come home with me. To now come home, think I'm just repairing and trying to move forward, and my boobs are aching and hurt because my boobs are producing milk. And my body hurts because it's recuperating from giving birth to a child. Yeah. And then you have my back. Never been the best. But epidural tore my back up. So it's like a not a I won't claim to be permanent because I claim my back my back will get better. Mm-hmm. Um, Mine's too. But it was a constant reminder of what happened. Um, the stuff in the room was a constant reminder of what happened. And society tells you to move forward, pretty much. Move on. Um, you don't, you know, get time because you lost a baby. I mean, if you have the time to take off, you can, yeah. Right. But you don't get time to take off to recuperate for a baby. I went back to work, and I think I cried the first week. Hmm. Every day. I didn't know that. Um, and was just I would either thank God for some of my coworkers. They would let me sit in their office. Um, and I would just cry. My mom works at my job, and I would go see her, and I literally would not have the words to form. I would just stand there and cry. Um, it was a very, 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 very rough time. Um, because then you look around, and everybody else is having kids, or they don't want their kids, or they don't take care of their kids, or... Um, you know, just a list of different things. And it's like, I just wanted mine. Um, and growing up in a Christian household, they, they, you know, you're supposed to trust God and move forward. And I, I did. You know, in hindsight, I knew. We now know we can have children. We now know that we can procreate. That's the blessing. Mm-hmm. However, this hurts. Right. Um, 
And it got to a point where I just, in hindsight, I probably was depressed. Checked out. Um, I honestly felt like if I didn't have my husband because he saw, like, only people knew what I would say or let them into, but he saw what I was going through. So, Corey can hear me in my silence, so I'm assuming she saw too. Best friendship. Um, or some real ass shit. Best friendship. Like, not even to be funny or, like, you know, be extra. I can tell if a man is having a bad day because, like, me and Amanda, we, you know, we talk. Like, Amanda gets, gets up early than I do for work. So, we'll send, like, something funny or if I don't hear from, from her for a long time, I can say, okay, she don't want to be bothered with. Or work my ass, but no longer because what's Mar- uh, Rika said, I'm at peace, I'm Amen. not busy, I'm at peace, exactly. Um, but I would say, for a situation like this, I'm not a doctor or a nurse or a therapist, I work in mental health. Please seek assistance, yes, go talk to somebody, don't try to fix it yourself. Um, even, even for the women out there that go through this. shit by themselves. Right. Oh my god. Especially Even if you do. Them, Cause I can't you know imagine. What I'm Even imagine. if like you're one of those women that, you know what I'm saying, you got pregnant, but you know, you don't want to deal with the baby father, you know what I'm saying, and something like this happens. You know what I'm saying? We really, really feel for you. We understand. You know what I'm saying? To a certain extent because going through something like this by yourself is on another level. It's traumatizing. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it really is. Um, so definitely, yeah. Because I can only imagine. I can I can tell you the dreams I've woken up from. I can tell you um, the nightmares. I can tell you how many days I would just go and stare in that room. Um, how many times I would look at the picture of him. Um yeah, man, that 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 right there, that right there, shook me a little bit because because I think one time I actually caught you. I actually caught you in a room looking at the picture. I'm like, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, you know, you can't be hard, you know, like 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 you can't be like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't be like that. In my eyes. That's like the wrong time to do that. Like to say something like that, like it's either, you know, someone's about to, you know, do some bodily harm to themselves or like you being childish. You know what I'm saying? And either one of those wasn't the case. So when I'm I look up and I you know, I think I was coming upstairs or something like that. I think I had just went downstairs or something, I had came upstairs and then and then like I see you in the second room you know, touching the blanket, looking at the picture and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my goodness, man. Like, this shit is, this shit hit home. And they pers- they let you, they, the, the doctors do offer you, like, medicine. Um, to help you sleep. Like, help you sleep, help you get through the day and stuff. Which, um, which I, I, which I honestly recommend that you don't use because, because I feel as though that is a crutch, especially it's for those crutch. people. Especially for those people that don't have the same support system that we had. 
where most of the time it's just them and their feelings and their thoughts, and they got those pills on the side. You can get addicted to them shits. Um, mm-hmm. I would say speak to somebody first. Question for both of y'all. They did not offer postpartum therapy? I don't think they did. Think so. What? But you... <laughs> no, what she question. said if you feel like... I think she's... Excuse me. Thank you. I think she said if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, you should. Right, but... but no, they didn't... But I don't think they offered it. Yeah. But she did offer me um, a medicine, an antidepressant. And I know... Again, I've lost a lot of people who have gone through a lot of things. I only did not clock out because I was in a marriage. Um, yeah, well, I am in a marriage. Excuse me. Um... I don't know that I wouldn't have clocked out otherwise. Um, so I know if I took those medicines, I would have just been a walking zombie probably. Um, so I tried something different about feeling my feelings. And a lot of times feeling those feelings hurt because at the time I had bracelets of a carriage on my wrist. And, mm-hmm. um, that was on me because I was like, I was like really, really like it. I was that fucking excited, not only to be a father, but for to make like the woman that I love a mother. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like I was like, yo, like, like, like I'm looking at you, like, yo, you gonna be a dope mother? Like, don't worry about it. And I went out to fucking to Jula, and you know, got a Pandora charm with the carriage on it and shit. You know what I'm saying? Got a bracelet, whatever. And I, you know what I'm saying? I had, you know what I'm saying? I had thoughts running through my head, like, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to make sure that she's going to be as comfortable as possible being a mother. Yeah, it's just rough. And then you get asked, well, at that time I was showing. So. Right. You got you get asked the question. Mm. You have to explain. How's everything going? You know, and that's another thing you have to deal with at work. Because it's not like I work in a boat where I'm by myself all day. I work in a hospital. Right. Um. So, yeah, that was rough very rough um and he was due in May and as May started to approach Mother's Day is coming all mm-hmm. that whole nine Mother's Day Father's well, Day we even get there my days were getting so bad I said I need to do something with my life I can't just not function so I rolled back into school um, so I got myself back in school that January. Um, miscarriage will deliver it in December. Started school in January. Um, May coming and um, again, still just I don't want to be around a lot of my family. I'm not even a drinker like that, but I was just trying to get drunk, get high. You know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and just be around people that that I know are going to make me laugh. All right. And that's about it. Um, and I know I told Corey. I don't know if I told Kevin. I said it would be funny if I get pregnant right when he's supposed to come. What was supposed to come. And I'll never forget because the weekend of my delivery, 
was Vanessa's graduation. Is it May 12th? Uh, no, 20th. 20th, okay. Um, so we went to her graduation. I wasn't going to go because I just knew it was going to be a rough day. Um, pushed back my feelings, I went. How was your day that day? Um, overall. If you can remember. It was cool. Can we share some laughs? I mean, I know how yeah. you are. You can laugh, but this is going to still, your mind's going to still Yeah. Come. I know how you operate a little bit. Um, for the most part, I was okay. I knew I wasn't, like, in full party mode, so I didn't go to the, you know, the party afterwards. I, I didn't okay. go to that, right? No, you had to work. Right, right, right. Oh. Right, right. right. Um, so yeah, so fast forward, I think that next weekend, no, that Sunday, we went on a double date with DJ and Kim. Right, 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 right. And I said, all right, Kevin, I mean, it could be a little bit off because it's about to be the summertime. My cycle not here. Um, <laughs> he's like, you know, pretty much the both of us in the back of our minds, we ain't trying to do this. Like. The mental of just PTSD type, yeah, PTSD type feeling in terms of you know, like I, you know, I'm not trying to go through this same song and dance again. You know what I'm saying? Right. At the same time, I don't want to be insensitive mm -hmm. to how this is making you feel because it can be, it can trigger some feelings. It can bring back some feelings. At the same time, you be like, oh shit, it's happening again. Oh. My goodness, I knew it. Let's get it. Let's let's, let's just fucking just let's just go. You know what I'm saying? So question before you proceed. Mm -hmm. we'll bring it back. Bring it back. As a father and a man. Okay. Because I mean, technically, we're a father still. All right. When did you have time to mourn, or did you ever mourn? Because you were always trying to make sure Amanda right. was okay, and that's in, that. I mean, that is your job as your as as her husband. But when did you have time for yourself? Um. Never. Never. And to be fair, we have had maybe two or three, a couple of arguments mm -hmm. because it brought us very, very, very. It brought us close on a different level to where it is. Sometimes, to be honest, even in such a short period of time, I don't even remember how it was before. Mm -hmm in terms of like our bond um it definitely brought us together on a different level um mm -hmm. but it also was so sensitive that we have had bad horrible argument yeah mm -hmm. um following losing that child yeah a lot of it stemmed from i just a lot of times I just didn't want to be bothered I just wanted to be in my shit in the bed and not do nothing or shut the door because I'm tired of looking at the crib every time I'm upstairs I knew it too like like or the yo imagine this like just 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 like imagine this like it'll be days that I would get home I would get home before Amanda would and then my first thought, my first thought is to close the second bedroom. Mm -hmm. My first thought is to make sure that door is closed, and then like we'll be able, like at night, we'll we're like about to like go to sleep, whatever, and then like 
And then, like, she'd be laying on me and stuff. And then she'd be like, Kev, can you close the door? I was like, our door? Like, she's like, no, like the bedroom door. I was like, okay. Okay. Because I understood. But my morning... And we're not just hoarders. We kept it because we were encouraged to because everybody kept telling us. But we definitely gave it the best in that. The next baby is coming. The next baby is coming. Do not get rid of the stuff. The next baby is coming. Yeah. Um. So that was a little bit of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. But but in terms of the morning, like that's probably like the worst thing about my job because I'm out there by myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, it's either one or two things. I can either focus on what I'm doing or I could just veer off and just have a whole ton of thoughts in my head so if if my day started off really bad then I would do a horrible job horrible job I just taking my time I just be fucking off doing whatever you know what I'm saying but that wasn't a case it wasn't a case and I think that has a lot to do with my like my uh, childhood in terms of like the things that I saw growing up and just rationalizing it and looking at it for what it is and what positivity I can get out of it you know what I'm saying cause I don't think I ever had a time where um I acted strangely or I acted out or I just got pissed or, you know, to the point where I'm just, I just want to fuck up some or, or like I'm tearing up some, like mm-hmm. having like a tip, like a, like a, like a tip to the point where you went to the gym. I thought you left. I did go to the gym one night. That's a pretty bad argument, actually. I did because I really had to get out the house. I really had to get out the house. Normally, I could stay in the house, especially, well, mainly because the arguments are normally my fault. So I could stay in the house. Let me just rethink what happened, what I said, where I went wrong at, and let me just come back. And let me just be like, all right, I was wrong. This and that, the third. My fault. My my bad. I apologize. This and that. Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But that, but that night, like I really had to leave the house. Mm-hmm. I really had to leave the house. I was like, man, let me get the fuck up out of here, cause it's it's just too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So and then the man called me. I'm at the gym and shit. And I, I, like like I finally pick up the phone. Like yes. What do you want? I'm at the gym. She's like, oh, all right. I'll be home in 15 minutes, man. All right, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. But um. Yeah, like, in terms of mourning, I didn't really see the need to do so. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it was a tragic moment. Yes, of course, like, I wanted, you know what I'm saying? I would say people mourn in different ways, though. They do. People do. Because I remember this one time, I think we was watching, because Wednesday, when I, when I used to live back in the West End, Wednesdays will have... We'll have dinner, like watch um, Black Ink Crew or whatever show we'll be on. Right? Because Wizards at Seacoast was lit. <laughs> Wizards at Seacoast was, was lit. Power or it, was it was one of those shows. We was watching Power too. We was always catching yeah, up we, on Power. And you got, a, you got 
sorry, so I know you had to watch the new season. <laughs> this particular night, Kev was quiet. Kev gets quiet when he's tired and he's in the mood, just don't be bothered. That's, that's his life. And I, I think I texted him and I said, is Kev okay? And then either you said something in the house, I can't remember how it all floated, but pretty much I think Simlac was delivered to the house that this day. And you were just... Get man. Oh, man. Listen, listen, right? I don't know. I don't know how many people this has happened to, but, you know, they actually seen, seen you like a sample. They seen you like a sample of Similac to the crib. It's, I think it's like a, it's like a average size box. I think I like three, like, you got like three samples in there, whatever the case may be. And I kid you not, when I pulled up to my house and I actually got to the front door, I just looked at it. I was like, I was like, fuck. I can't let, I can't let Amanda see this. That was my first thought. I can't let Amanda see this. Like, it wasn't in terms of, like, it hit me so hard. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, let me go ahead and put this somewhere. Let me go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, put it, put it somewhere where, like, she won't look or something like that because... Okay. I think we kept it. No, I'm joking. But, I, mean, I think we kept it for, like, a little period of time, and then I threw it away. Mm -hmm. I think I threw it away. I was like, because seeing that every day, that would just well, bring I didn't up. See it, so you must have away. That would just like, like you know, what I'm saying like that would just bring shit up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want my wife to be in that type of mood. Mm -hmm. You know, and if like she's gonna like tell me about her feelings, I don't want that to be the mood set. Like I don't want that to set the mood. I don't right. want her to trigger her bringing that conversation to me because. It won't be the kind of energy that that's needed in order to have that conversation. So I threw that shit away. I threw that shit away. Like I was like, yo, I don't want this in. I don't want this in the house. It's already semi bad enough that the second room is set up for a baby. Still, and we gotta pass that shit every morning to get to the bathroom, and we trying to set our day correctly. You know what I'm saying, like. You know, that morning brushing your teeth, getting in the shower and shit like that, and getting dressed and shit like that, and you're passing the room. We got to get to the room to get to our damn shoes. Amanda, dead ass serious. Amanda didn't want to go in the room to get her shoes that she was going to wear for that day, so she'll keep the shoes downstairs. That's real. That's, that's real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, it was almost like both of both of us were stepping on eggshells throughout the whole house. And it wasn't like we was at odds with each other. We just didn't want... We just didn't want to trigger the other person. The other person's feelings. In that way to the, to the point where like... I want you to have a good day. I want you to have a smooth day. And if you decide you want to talk about it... I don't want it to be based off something bad that you felt. I don't want to be off of a bad feeling. Let it be off of a, listen, let's let's go ahead and talk about, you know, us trying to get into this and that and the third, you know what I'm saying? You know? But 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 you know, that was the feeling of the house and it and and to be honest with you, it was like it was a neutral feeling. I can't say it was a good feeling. 
I and then like I can't say it was a bad feeling because we kind of masked it with all the drinking and smoking and all the going out and shit and not actually being in our house. Mm-hmm. You know, we was either at your house or we went somewhere else. Fast forward back to chapter May. two. Chapter two. So, in true fashion, I was eating me a deli sandwich. Night before. <laughs> <laughs> For those of y'all don't know, when I'm pregnant, I crave deli sandwiches. Hoagie. Your girl, ooh, when she was pregnant. Don't <clears throat> have a hot dog or a deli sandwich. You bet, you also, bet you're not. supposed to have it when you're pregnant because of the pesticide. So, um, blowing down. Uh-huh. And the next day, I was just like, my nerves is wrecked. Let me just try didn't tell Kevin that I bought one, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Took a pregnancy test. It was positive. He was Ooh. literally in the room. And I literally handed it to him and was like, you shot the club up again. <laughs> literally what I said. Um, so this is like four months post pew, the first pew. show. Pew, pew. And silly. It was. Yes. Code name Philly. When I was pregnant, um, Molly's was nickname, just, Molly's Molly's nickname is Molly Ma and Philly. <laughs> Anyways, um, it was a bunch of different things. Right. Um, I was in a new department at my job, so I was less stressed. Um, but I was very nervous. Um. I mean, this is four months after already losing our first child. And we go through everything. We do the first ultrasound. Everything is good. Ultrasound is done on time. Everything is good. Um, so, of course, they say due to your last time, which they didn't conclude anything. They didn't say that I had an infection or... We didn't. You didn't say what was the cause the first time. Get there. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's cool. Sorry, cause my mind. Um, <laughs> you sure you want to drink? Kevin also mentioned that <laughs> his smoking he felt like prevented us getting pregnant. We actually were both extremely lifted <laughs> when we conceived, so I don't think that's true. Really? That night, I don't want to go through that night. But see, it was me. We wasn't on the same page. Well, that night we were. Exactly. Okay. Anyhow. Exactly my point. That's for it. Oh, man. We was doing cartwheels, backflips, right. and somersaults in Philly. Come on. <laughs> in Philly. Yo, Can you we got to go movies? back. We got to go back. Anywho. <laughs> so, they never concluded what went wrong the first time. All they told me was, when I had went for my 13-week checkup, I was slightly dilated more than what I should have been. Or my service was shorter than what it should have been. Right. The service. The doctor never updated us with that information. So I had went from 13 weeks to pretty much losing a child because I hadn't had a follow-up yet. Um, and was supposed to have that week, actually. Um so the doctor dropped the ball on that end. Um, the emergency room doc- doctor obviously dropped the ball because we had come to find out that what was coming out of my vagina was my placenta. 
from dilating. Um, fast forward, I said with this pregnancy, they wanted me to see what's called perinatal, and they deal with high risk pregnancies um, to like follow my track and see how we can prevent what happened the last time from happening before. So, um, you know, they was following us, following us, following us. We got to 17 weeks. Everything fine. Beautiful. Um, we definitely kept it. The house, in terms of us being pregnant, we were still kind of walking on eggshells because now it's like, okay, we're pregnant now, but we're scared to talk about it just in case. We're scared to get comfortable just in case. Right. Um, we're scared to buy anything just in case. Um, everything was very touchy. Um, sensitive. So, finally, the 17 weeks, I'm like, boom, we're good. You know, everything looks good. I'm ultrasounds and everything. Um, the... Last week of August, I think August the 27th of 2018, mm-hmm. I went to perinatal. I had to see them every two weeks. It's very time taxing it in is. that situation. It really I is. I was seeing Going to see them cats. either OBGYN or perinatal every week. So I'm seeing doctor every week. Shout out. Shout out to our doctor. Yeah. Shout out to Tucky. Lord. Word. Um... So That's I go to lady. my appointment, feeling good, you know, nothing out of the ordinary of my pregnancy symptoms. And the lady does my ultrasound, which they have to do a transvaginal, which they go inside to measure the cervix. Mm-hmm. And she stops. I'm like, okay, that's different. She brings the doctor in. So the doctor says, you're dilating. Oh no. Here we go again. Oh no. No. I can't do this again. We haven't been having sex neither. We haven't been having sex neither because we thought that was that well, was the reason. Well they told us the first. that wasn't the reason, but But still we was like we that in our head. Exactly. We was like, fuck what y'all talking about. Hey, this is this is what happened when we did this and right. what followed. So I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. I don't care how many years you did school. Okay, what type of letters you got behind your last name? Right. My nigga, this is why. And again, feeling no symptoms, nothing, no, nothing at all compared to the last time. Right. So I'm like, what is going on? What are y'all talking about? I just was seen, nothing was happening. Um, thank God I had that scheduled appointment. Um, it was just God, literally. Um, so sh- at this point, it's like everything's moving in slow motion. I go to the bathroom to wipe off and I'm, I just break down because I'm like I can't go through this again Right. Um, and at this point my nerves are like through the roof and so she comes in and she's like talking to Mal a minute and um, I call my mom and she's like well what's going on and it's like they can admit you and I, I don't want to be admitted to Chippenham because that's what Perinati was take me to Johnson Willis where my doctor is um She's like, you know, you can go home, do nothing. We can try to do the surgery, or you can DNC, which is discontinue the pregnancy. Um, DNC was not an option for me. Going home, I wasn't. No. Um, 
Because that's what I'll happened be, last time. Right. The obvious option for me was to be admitted. So they admitted me. Um, they had me on a bed upside down for about three, two and a half days. Pretty much my cervix, my placenta was starting to come through because I was dilating. Um, and come to find out, I ended up having or have what's called cervical weakness or inconsistency or, I mean, insufficiency or incompetency. So pretty much my cervix can't hold a baby full term. Um, so that's what we come to find out. It's happened the last time. Um, they caught it late but they caught it um and they couldn't guarantee you know they give you all of the technicals technically you're dilated technically your water could break whole bunch of technicals um and you're just all you think about is what you don't want and again because you have to go through this procedure um they pretty much stitch your cervix up um so you can hold full term but you're, again, in this delivery room where you're supposed to have your child. And again, you find yourself saying, I'm not supposed to be here now. Um, so, upside down, three days. And all I could do was say, I gotta get my homework done. I had to find something else to focus on. Um, because they're telling me, you know, we can't guarantee this will work. We could do this and you can go home and you could still, your water could still break. Um, it could work for a couple of weeks and then not work. And then you can deliver. It's just, it was just a whole, your um, service could, you know, you could get infection if your water breaks and you, and you don't. It's just a whole bunch of things, negative things in my eyes that I just didn't want to hear. Um. You know, I felt like God brought us back to this place to where was, we were supposed to have this child. Um, so, had the procedure. Um, very traumatizing with that because they numb you, but they couldn't numb me right. So, oh they stuck me six plus times. I stopped counting. Um, I wasn't fully numb, so I could feel the pressure. Um... You're fully awake for the stitching of your cervix. Um, so it's, it's a very, I mean, something I won't forget. And mind you, this has happened. This is 2017. Now we're in 2018. Shout out. Again. Shout out to anybody that is that had to go through this. That's listening to this right now. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you being strong. Shout yeah. out to y'all or, or you being strong. You know what I'm saying? Shout, shout out to y'all, but continue. Um. So after that, um, come back, everything's fine. I just want to walk around. Um, I walk around, and then they hit me with, you have to sit at home. I'm like 19 weeks pregnant, I think, at the time. 18, 19. I think 19 by the time I left. I was in the hospital for a whole week. Um, You can't go back to work right now. Maybe you can go back in October. Um, You have to sit be on bed rest. If anybody knows me, I do not like to sit still. Nope. Um, Molly don't either. Okay. <laughs> and my headspace for, because that's about half of my pregnancy that I had to be on bed rest because I didn't end up going back to work. They kept me out. 
But my headspace was not the best being pregnant. Um, because prior to the cervix procedure, every time I would wipe, I would make sure it was nothing coming out. Mm. Whether I'm at work or at home at a restaurant. Every I definitely time remember that. I would go to the bathroom. I would feel to make sure that. nothing was coming out. PTSD shit. And even if I wouldn't feel, sorry TMI, I would stick my finger in to make sure nothing was coming down or anything like that. The realest podcast ever. Um, <laughs> because I was like, Real shit. I need to, like, I, I can't go through this again. I cannot. Right. Um, so post, um, I know that there's a stitch now holding me close, you know, but now I'm thinking of all these things. If you feel cramps, do this. If you bleed, do this. If you do that, don't go downstairs. We live, everything is upstairs, but the kitchen. Um, we got our own, we got our own fridge upstairs. I had to get a refrigerator upstairs. Exactly. And they had traumatized me so bad. I literally, for the first couple of weeks, didn't go downstairs. Um, <laughs> Because they were just like, you can go downstairs and your water could break. You can go down the steps and this can happen. Dead ass. Like, I was but in the house. But then at the same time, I have to go to the doctor's office still every week. Right. So I have to go downstairs. Right. Which, which, which didn't make any sense, but. Um, we put a microwave upstairs, too. Right. Microwave was upstairs. Fisher was um, upstairs. The whole fucking fridge was packed with shit. <laughs> For those of y'all who don't know, I'm also thick. Extra thick. All right. Think like, like a cookout milkshake. All right. So okay. I was like, I'm not trying to gain no no extra Shit. extra weight on top of the weight I have, and I just you you look and see people and they have a healthy pregnancy. They can go walk. They can go to the movies. They can go out. Females out here be looking like they holding they, can they travel, holding down bowling balls. They can maybe, go on vacation. Yeah. They could you know go to the gym. Yeah. Um. They yeah. can, you know, be out, and it's just like I'm stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. I'm pregnant. Yeah, I have to sit in the bed all day. I can't be out, and try, if I did go out, I would hurt. Yeah, because I think we had like a thirty minute the time, thing about time frame. It, I think we had like a thirty minute time frame. Yeah, I think we had a thirty minute time frame to the point where a man would look at me and be like, "Yo, Kevin, this shit is hurting my pelvis." My pelvis hurting. Marley sat so low. When they would examine me to check my cervix, they could bounce her head with their finger off of my cervix. Mm. That's how low she sat. Um, So I was in constant pain. I didn't sleep at night. um, Because I had to lay at a certain angle to sleep. So I was getting my sleep during the day. Um, I couldn't. I felt... Like, okay, I'm happy I'm pregnant, but I can't show that to the world. I can't be out and be a normal pregnant person. Mm-hmm. I'm cooped up and stuck in the house. Um, and I can do homework. Um, but And then me being a person, I'm about getting my money. I can't go to work. I can't um, make my money. I can't get my overtime if I want to. I'm stuck sitting here. And then the... Other thing was, I had to be dependent on people. Grant said, Kevin, yes, is my husband. I don't like depending on nobody. I had to depend on him to eat. I had to depend on him to get to my appointment. I had to depend on him to take me wherever I needed to go because they didn't want me to drive. 
I had to depend on Nigga. people to do things, and that was so outside of my norm. Nigga felt the, <laughs> Nigga felt like the Flash trying to get done with his work so that he could have some type of leeway during the, trying to get you to like appointments and shit like that for real. And it just it was tough. And then um, the pain, um, and mostly the worry. Um, because you go home, but they tell you like the success rate. You know, some people do, some people don't. You just don't know. So you have that carrying over your head. And then, you know, they tell you, you don't want to do nothing wrong, and then it could risk. And it's like, if I sneeze, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Right. Um, if you sneeze, shit can happen. To be honest with you, because, 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 like, because, like, you know, muscles contract when you sneeze and shit like that. I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine because when I sneeze, <laughs> Okay. I tighten up my muscles to make sure nothing don't slip out, you know. But, then, you know, like, when a female sneeze, she got two holes to worry about. Our relationship just... <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, not to be so graphic, but you got two holes to worry about. It's something going to come out. Our relationship was on edge because, um, you know, I couldn't have sex. No type of sexual um, intercourse like that. Of shit course, when wild. you get to a certain trimester, you always want to be touched. And you any thought, feeling, anything... Nothing, because I mean, anything arousal can cause you to attract, contract. Nipple stimulation can cause you. To oh my to goodness, contract. fellas, fellas, and you don't want to go into labor early, fellas. Um, because Make it was like for us, it was countdown. First, we had to get to twenty. We got to twenty weeks by the time I got home. Yeah. Then it was like we just need you to get to at least twenty-five. Yeah, we got to twenty-five. We just need to get you to thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Because the closer you get to full term, the more chance um, your child has a better quality. Um, Do you remember the day? And Do you remember the day? What? Do you remember the day when we we was like, yo, like we going to do this shit? Do you remember the day? I do. Do what? Get birth. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, it was the fourth. Oh, my goodness, man. But, um, that shit. Get to yeah. 30. It wasn't even stressful. Like, it was like, wait a minute. It was like a rush. It was like a rush. Gotta get to 30, and then by the time we got to 32, and this time we had playing the waiting game. And we were so happy because it was like, we're, we're getting close. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it was ecstatic, yo. We made our time fun, though, because we did a little, um, yeah, game nights. We did. definitely had game nights. Listen, y'all. Let me tell y'all something. Amanda is a motherfucking master at Monopoly. I will put bread. I would put bread on my wife to bust anybody's ass in Monopoly. Straight up, nigga. You you come around here thinking that you got it. You come around thinking that you know the game. I think not. I think you are a liar. I think you don't have. A goddamn thing. Come right here thinking that you the shit at Monopoly. Huh. I got a secret weapon. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Fast forward. Yeah. Whatever. Because you know. You you don't want to toot your own horn. It's cool. But go ahead. Fast forward. January 4th. Bust your ass in Monopoly. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We went to the doctors. And thank God we went to the doctors. I'll tell you why in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, We got admitted. We were about to have Marley. And 
I like to keep my calm, keep my cool, because mm-hmm. I, ha- I get very anxious. Nerves out the roof. Um, so I just play the cool. Um, dilated four centimeters. Um, wasn't moving. Marley has had, had, had the has the best heartbeat ever. Um, whole pregnancy. Um, great heartbeat. And she just, her functioning just wasn't the way it was supposed to be. So they kept monitoring her and they broke my water. Um, they put a little uh, monitor, um, I can't describe it, but it's a monitor that they put um, vaginally in you to monitor contractions, oh. movements, things of that nature. That's why I couldn't get, around, get up. I didn't know that was a little thing. Um, fetal movement. That's what it is, I think. It measures. Um, and she just wasn't reacting. It was like, some babies have problems with, you know, are difficult during delivery. Um, and I said, I'm not doing another upper door. The upper door, I messed my back up the first time. I don't want to do it again. Contractions, I was, I think I was doing very well. They weren't like the last time. Um, I think it just had to do with trauma. Um. She was like, I really think we should do the epidural just to relax you. Maybe you can try, you know, dilate more. Um, so they gave me epidural. Fast forward, they turned on my side. And Marley's heart rate drops to 60-something. Dropped hard. And the heartbeat flipped me back over. And goes back up. Flipped me back over again. Goes back down. And I'm trying my best not to... Get anxious and nervous yeah. and stuff. I'm just trying to keep calm. And at this point, it's like, all right, emergency C-section. Now, I had been there from like 9 that morning. This is like 11 going, 11 something at night at this point. And they're saying, all right, emergency C-section. I'm just like talking to God in my head. I'm like, God, I know you didn't bring us this far. For her to not be here, just let her be okay. Just let everybody, like, let, please. In my head, I'm just like, please. Um... I can't go home again without my child. I was a nervous wreck. Um, so they rushed me out to the and wreck. they told me Kevin was going to be falling, but he didn't come right behind me like they had made it seem. Nah, they kept me behind. Um, so he finally makes it there. I throw up. It was the worst throw up in the world. Ugh. Um, <laughs> Ew. And I don't hear anything, but my I can see my body moving. Like swaying side to side. Of course, I'm numbed. Um, and then I hear bug. Yo, when I tell you they had me, they had me in the fucking hallway dressed in my shit, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get up in there. Let oh, me get up in there. Also. Let me because because the cord was wrapped. Right. So come to find out, because the cord was wrapped around her neck. Her cord was wrapped around her neck. So thank God again. God was truly in like the whole journey with Marley. Um, from that appointment to finding out that my service was dilating to um, my doctor's appointment on the fourth. I wasn't supposed to have my doctor's appointment on the fourth, but she was like, "Come back in." I saw her that Wednesday. She said, "Come back in on Friday. Let's see if you dilate some more. If you do, we'll admit you." Had I not gone back to that, or had that, had told her, she had told me to come back on that Friday, I would have waited to that Monday. God knows, you know what I'm saying, what would have happened. Tracks. Um, so it was just by the grace of God that every time we were in the right place, we were supposed to be. Um, and she just came, and I just heard her little cry, 
and it was just like the most beautiful thing in the world. My little ladybug. I was stressed. <laughs> Let me tell you. So we have a little group chat with um is Jesmera. I think it was Jesmera. Tisha was in that thing. Jesmera is an honorary member of Safe Life Yearly. Uh hopefully she will be on this podcast pretty soon. Oh, she should be on next Irene Tisha was already on this podcast, so you know. Shout out to Jesmera, you know? It was a group chat with us in it, and your girl was nervous. Cause listen, cause I ain't heard from nobody. Your mom was texting us, you know. First of all, them two was catching nap, eating. I'm starving. Oh. And it's so crazy because like right before you had Marley, I had knocked the fuck out. Cause I, your girl was just stressed. Cause imagine, okay, you went to the, you was a, you had your appointment at nine o'clock that morning. Yeah. And you keep, you know, Amanda keeps me updated. So okay, I'm already on edge. She's not a little nervous anyway. Right. But God, mommy was so nervous. Oh my goodness. But I'm so happy, Molly. Makes she me is. happy. That you want me to go get her? Yeah. Let me go get her. Let me go get her. Go get her right now. Because I didn't. She probably sleep. I wasn't fully like back to me, um, and came out from under that cloud until I was pregnant again with her. Um, and she is so amazing. And I know everybody says their child is amazing, but she is so amazing. For me to be in that worried and stressed and just sad place when I was pregnant with her she has so much personality she's so um she's very beautiful very bubbly um very loving very happy very very happy um and she makes me want to be the best me hi baby Uh, are you gonna say hi you know, she was already on one of the other podcast episodes, but you know, she's on this one right now. You know, we got her. But go ahead, continue talking. Like she's probably gonna say something. You gonna say something, Mama? I'm gonna say you gonna say hey, something? Girl. You gonna say something? Hey. Hey, Mama. Hey, don't hey. touch the mic. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you so <laughs> Girl, you um, fast forward to now, she's eight months. She's amazing. She's just amazing, and I know it's hard um, to keep the faith when you're going through something like that. It's very my like my mom never had issues with her kids. Um, you know, it's hard when you can't talk to somebody. Your mom about certain things especially when it comes to having a child um so it it was just it was rough to get to where we are now and I I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it people were telling me about their stories of course after but I feel like it's stuff that's not talked about like a lot a lot of people do have very easy normal successful pregnancies but I never knew what cervical incompetency was and insufficiency was until um, 
you know, I got pregnant with her and nobody really talks about it. Nobody really um, speaks about it. Um, it's very, it can be very nerve-wracking and, and stressful. Um, and if you don't know a God, I don't know outside, you know, family, of course, but. I would say, I would say, encourage females to know about their mother's past in terms of pregnancy. But see, that that's true, but in my situation, mommy never had problems with her pregnancy. The only thing she was was older when she had my siblings. But she never had service and consistency. She never had, which, if you look it up, sometimes people, some of it can be hereditary. Um, but she's never had a problem. My grandmother didn't have a problem with it. Um, she didn't have a miscarriages or anything like that so it's like it completely smacked me in my face and that's so true now that you say something like my mom she didn't have any complications right and you know i'm a believer of god i've you know i've never been pregnant before um but i remember when i had my first um my first checkup at the doctor's office my doctor told me she said you know, when you when it's time for you to have kids, it's gonna be difficult for you to have kids. To this day, I don't know what she mean by that because homie ain't give me no kind of test, and nor do I kind of believe it because you know God is you know you God got right. But even fast forward to now, what Amanda said, you know, her mom didn't have complications, and that's what my mom I said, you know, it's very hard now for a lot of women to get pregnant, and it's crazy because she could not understand why. She's like, why? Like, but I don't like to be honest, like. I really don't know. Right. I really don't know what's going on. Like, it must be in terms of... It must be like a like a whole fucking, like, plethora of, of, uh, of uh, things that has to, like, the effect mm-hmm. why either females can't have full-term pregnancies mm-hmm. or they're not getting pregnant as much or... I feel like speaking about it, though, more, like... Yeah. You, of course, never want that to happen, but it's like... Right. Speaking about it, mm-hmm. um... So... And especially having, like, a relationship with God. Let me tell you. They hey, were there, there was a time I woke up, and we were going to church, and I think I had a bad dream or something. Um, reliving it, and I literally, like, fell to my knees and was crying and was praying, like, help me get through this. I don't know what else to do. Um, but... As for the present, she's here. She's beautiful. She's amazing. And then, as life would have it, as she was, what, six months? Yeah, she was six months. I got pregnant again. Uh-huh. Um, so, back in June. Um, and very, very, very unexpected. They say, you know, if you're breastfeeding, the likelihood is not that, you know... The likelihood is slim. Not impossible, but slim that you get pregnant. Um, also, with the life of a new child, we really didn't have time like that to ourselves. Um, so, I found myself saying, like, were we irresponsible because we just had a kid? And um, to be fair and honest, me and Kevin just were like, tiptoeing, not trying to 
dealing with a new child in our lives and we're just trying to reset our marriage now because we're I feel like in order to be successful we needed a reset because life as we knew it now is different because we have a child um so we just weren't at the very best at the time mm-hmm. um and my pelvic to this day um I still crack and ache like I'm full term with Marley oh um, Jesus and I was just like, I don't know if my body can do it. I don't know if I'm ready right now. Um, it was just a whole bunch of I don't knows, finances. I don't know. We have we we already have a baby that's gonna be two under two. You know. Yeah. Whole bunch of questions, but I said, you know, whatever is God's will for our life, it will be. Amen. All right. Um. Fast forward to, um, the end of July. I started cramping and of course I'm monitoring it because of previous but I'm like eh. um it's nothing out the ordinary so you know I'm chilling 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 that whole weekend and then Monday I start spotting I'm like hmm my mom's like you know call the doctor right um, I had already seen a doctor, I think, a week or two prior. Because I wasn't having a cycle, they needed to pinpoint when my, uh, like, how far along I was to get my first um, check, you know, the eight-month check. Um, so they took the test. They said, oh, it's not that quite clear. So they had me take another blood test. Yes, baby. They had me take another blood test. Molly was just saying hi, y'all. Don't worry about it. Reconfirm, excuse me. Um, So the numbers moved up. So when I get to the cramping, I was like, I'll call my doctor just to be sure. Um, I go to my doctor. She's like, you know, um, your cervix feels fine, which we now know what I have in terms of my cervix, so... Um, Sarah so fine. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, so then she's like, but your numbers aren't moving the way they should in a normal pregnancy. What numbers? Numbers and... Um, I don't know if it's the hormone numbers. Okay. But the hormone levels of a pregnancy should be increasing. Um, and they weren't. So she was like, let's take um, a set today. We'll take another set of blood tests on Wednesday. And then we'll compare. Okay, cool. Go home. Um, Cramping continues. Cramping increases. Um, Wednesday, I go take my next panel. By the time I get home Wednesday, I'm like full on bleeding. Oh, Lord you know, little baby blood clots coming out. And they're just like, you know, we're right on the second set of tests. Do the second set, and I call again. I'm like, I'm bleeding very bad. My cramping is increasing. I'm waiting on results. My doctor is out of town. So they was like, well, I can't tell you the results until a doctor tells it to you, but let's bring you in for the cramping and the bleeding. So I go, and my mom just was like, let me go with you. Um, Kevin was at work. And I go into the doctor's office, about to see the doctor, and the nurse comes in, and she's like, so, from what I hear, your numbers aren't increasing. 
they're decreasing. So that's the first time I heard it. So I'm like, okay. So this, I'm preparing myself mentally. Right. Um, and I was like, this is the first time I'm hearing it, but okay. She's like, well, let's get the doctor in here. Okay, cool. My doctor did not see me. A idiot doctor saw me. <laughs> um, and again, please, if you do not have a good OBGYN, find you one. Do research too. Word. Because one that really cares about you for real. Um, I had to see a doctor because my doctor was not there. But my doctor, she's a one. Um, this doctor, it wasn't good. So comes in and says your your numbers are decreasing. Um, which will confirm the bleeding, confirm the clots. You're pretty much you're miscarrying. Very insensitive, very matter of factly. Um, he said, let's take an ultrasound, see what's going on, yada, yada, yada. They do an ultrasound. Um, they're pressing a certain section. It hurts very, very, very bad. So they think it could be ectopic, which is the pregnancies in your fallopian tubes, or um, just in a very sensitive space. So... Here I am on the table, you know, supposed to be doing an ultrasound to see my baby, and now I'm doing an ultrasound because I'm about to lose another child. Um, which we have figured was a boy again because, you know, you just kind of know your body, you kind of know the symptoms, whatever, whatever. Um, and I'm like, here we go again. Um, and so it's not now because they think. It's ectopic. It's not just as simple as you go home, you finish the process. At this point, I've been bleeding the whole week. Um, it's we need to make sure we give you this. It's uh, they use it for chemo, I think. It's a chemo drug. Um, we need to give it to you to ensure that everything clears out, no infection, um, nothing's left in your tubes, whatever, whatever, whatever. In order to do this, you have to go over to the hospital, get stat labs done. Pick up a medicine from the pharmacy over at the main hospital. Come back. Wait for your results to come back. Be injected with the medicine. And then you can go home. Mind you, I'm breastfeeding my daughter. So I now have to stop breastfeeding for a week, I believe it was. Um, no advance notice. So literally, like, I go home. I can't. She's used to being nursed can't nurse her um so it's like damn i'm losing my child another child i can't even go home and nurse my child because i now have to do this Mm -hmm. to ensure the safety of my body and so he's just like yeah so we're gonna do this and and this and that and you're miscarrying um, just matter-of-factly. Well, how does this affect... You know, I have questions because I have a daughter. Can I be around my daughter? Can I breastfeed my daughter? Can I do this, that, and the third? He doesn't have the answers. Jesus. We need to be a damn doctor. And he's looking it up on his iPhone. I can look that shit up on it quit. It got to the point where I was ready to walk out of the door and thank God for my mother being there and also being a nurse. Um, very, very, very insensitive. And then with this particular medicine, you also have to do follow-up labs. 
I was supposed to come back that Sunday. This was a Thursday. I was supposed to come back that Sunday to get labs done that Tuesday, I believe. Um, and then some another day, I can't remember. Um, I think that following Thursday. So, I'm just hurting. Right. Um, physically and emotionally. It's worse than cramps. It's it was painful. Um, very, very, very painful. Um, and emotionally draining. Because at some point you're like, what is, what is it? Um, we found out the inconsistency thing. Now it's like, so I had an ectopic pregnancy. So that's something else I have to deal with moving forward. Um, and... I had to have my daughter go stay with my mom just for the night, just to I yeah, couldn't I so. be right. I I couldn't be in mommy mode because I was trying to get myself together, um, and it just was terribly inconvenient because you feel like your body is constantly failing you, and then it felt like I feel like every time it, it was my son again, right what's the deal and it's just like but when I saw my daughter it was just like I'm still blessed to have her and I think that's what kept me moving again um is because I have her I don't know what it would have been had I not had my daughter um our daughter um but it was rough and then I couldn't get my labs done because the guy the doctor didn't properly didn't even sign the labs. Let's start there. Sound like a miss. Yeah, yeah. And I was there for that bullshit. He didn't even inform me of the proper procedures to get the labs done at the hospital on the weekend. Bring her here. Um. So it was a whole thing, but I say all this to say a lot of women have gone through infertility issues, pregnancy issues, um, and I just wanted to do this because. To let you know you're not alone. Um, and what keeps me going is, at this point, I'm going to take a break. Um, I do believe right now, it's just my body needs a break. Um, I feel like I your mental still, needs a break, too. My mental needs a break. My body needs a break. I need to get my pelvic. I need to get my body back together to properly be able to hold a baby again um pregnancy wise um but just know like you're not alone just know that um you know God has a plan just keep the faith um when we were moving forward from the first one we were anticipating another child to come um, but it was it was right on time. It was right on time. Um, I just want to say this one thing as a single woman as well. Single women, it, I know we're on social media. We see you know someone's left and right getting married, having a baby, buying a house. It's all about God's timing. Don't let it consume you. Right, because you don't know what that person has gone through to get that blessing. 
Right booty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know what that person went through to, to have that that baby, that house, that blessing. So don't don't feel like oh here they go somebody is having a baby. What about me, Lord? Don't don't think like that because please don't people go through a war mm-hmm. to get that blessing. You never like some never people. Know. Some, some, some people, people. Some people do. Some people. But you never. You know. just never know because you just never. For example, we met um, this lady at, at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Amanda met, and, and it's so crazy. You just never know. Like, you never know somebody's story. Never know somebody's journey. Yeah. And I'm such the not talk about it quiet type person. Um, I just felt like, gosh, like. And going through these moments, I felt alone. I had people to support me and love me through it and be there for me. But, you know. It'd be those pockets. It'd be those pockets where you're, like, actually by yourself and you, you know what I'm saying, you actually, your thoughts are racing through your head and stuff like that. And you actually think about the last thing that happened, the last thing, the last major thing that happened to you and stuff like that. You know, it can, like, consume your brain, consume your thoughts in a way. Yeah. Right. I can empathize to Amanda. Yeah. But I've never gone through it. Granted, me and Amanda, we have some similarities when it comes to us, to uh, our bodies. Right. But, you know, I have not gone with, gone through what she has gone through in terms of pregnancy and whatnot. So I don't know what it feels like, but I can give her the love, you know, as much love as I can. Hey, mama. Yes. Well, I think we're going to end it there. Okay. I think we're going to end it there. This is uh, a great idea. This is yeah. a great idea. I hope, I hope this helps anybody, whether you're doing this by yourself or you, or you got a banging ass uh, support system. You know, you got your man, you got your fiance, you got your husband, whoever. You know what I'm saying? With you, mom, dad, friends, family, whoever. I hope this helps, you know, in terms of you are not the only one out there going through something. You're not the only one, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't fret. Don't feel like it's over. Don't feel like you can't do right, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of people out here that is, that is going through something. Maybe your parents have, have gone through something. Similar, you know what I'm saying. Talk to your parents and ask how they went through it and how they got through it, how they got to you. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you wasn't the first. Sometimes you wasn't the only one. Some people think that you know there was the only child. You know, maybe you wasn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel as though, in a sense, that your parents or your mother. Or your father are doing you a disservice in terms of how to feel when certain things like that come up. And they kind of, you know, they may take over your life. They may take over your thoughts. And, you know, they may change the way you think about something, you know. In that case. You know what I'm saying? So, I hope y'all get some out of this. I had a great time talking about this. You know what I'm saying? I did too. I'm not gonna lie. I almost broke down. Oh no. This is, yeah. Um, this is very sensitive to me. I mean, again, 
It's sensitive all three of us, it man. Really Thanks, man. I ain't gonna front because <laughs> I've been sipping this whole time, and you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, um, they probably wasn't even looking at my face like when like y'all was talking, but my eyes teared up a little bit. Yeah, my voice kind of got a little shaky. My eyes teared up a little bit just thinking about. This is very sensitive. just thinking about it. I'm not a mother or nothing, but. This is some You a godmother, shit. man. Calm that shit down. I mean, yes, I am. And my baby is, she means the world to me. All, all my um, godchildren do. Right. But um, Marley is special. Right, right, right. Marley so, something special so for, uh, let me just give you like a brief update of what's going to happen this week. Hopefully it happens this week. Um, On the 12th. I promise y'all, every last one of y'all that listen to this podcast, every last, every one of y'all 15 people that listen to this podcast, <laughs> listen, on the 12th, it's a real one's birthday, yeah. I got an episode in the tuck, you know, I don't, like, honestly, I'm gonna try my best not to be under nobody's influence, and when I say nobody's, I mean either high up or down low. I, I don't want to be under it, nobody's influence when I'm doing this episode because I might just break down and cry. I might. Oh, I might. I hope not. Alright? I hope not. Because the whole artwork and the whole cover art for it and what I want to talk about it's going to hit hard. It's going to hit home. You know what I'm saying? Like and like while like we was talking now, I was thinking about it and I was like, Man, like Kev, you gotta keep it together, you know what I'm saying? You from Brooklyn, like you can't be doing this shit. So that and also look out for our next episode where we're talking about ass. I know and that is uh completely left field to what we were talking about (laughs) this episode, but you know, I had that episode in the tuck. I had that episode I did in the tuck in terms of just talking about ass and why it's so important. I want to do some research in terms of the origin, in terms of why it's so important. You know why it's such is such a necessity. Do you know a stripper? Not not to go left, but do you know like a a, a stripper like? Do I know a stripper? Like a homie that's a stripper? Like the homie that's a stripper? I'm not like a homie that's a stripper, but... Yeah, Seiko, you. (laughs) 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 Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Seiko, you be coming over here stripping all... (laughs) Stripping all the time, girl. You like, you be showing... You be showing us your routine and shit. You want out of opinion and shit. We should definitely interview a legit stripper to see... That has their ass done. A stripper that has their ass done? Because, if you think about it, okay, you you have a fat ass at the strip club. They're going to zoom in, oh, she had a fat ass. Like, what made you want to get that? I mean, of course, more tips, but is your mind... So, we would have to go out and go get one. That's true. Because we don't know any of them. I don't know one per... Oh, I kind of... Mm, mm, I don't... I, I do know... A current stripper and a former stripper, but they did not get their ass done. Okay. A former. I think I would lean towards the former stripper. Okay. I think I will lean towards the former stripper. Okay, we could talk offline. Yeah, yeah. So, got two episode ideas in the tub. Please stay tuned. Thank you for listening. 
you know if you have any stories if you have any stories that you might want to share might want to comment on please do you know what I'm saying feel free and you know what I'm saying we'll shout you out you know we're not too proud we're not too proud we're, we gonna go ahead and shout you out we'll go ahead and tell you a story on, on the next episode you know what I'm saying but let me tell you something it's Thursday on, on the 12th listen I don't know yet if I'm gonna take off work I don't know yet all I know is I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in my own house rocking this fly ass jacket that my wife just got me. This this mother this motherfucking jacket so goddamn fly. I can't wait to wear it. I can't wait for it to rain. I can't <laughs> wait for it to rain. So I can be like, uh oh pull that shit out the bag, pop the tags off it, and be like, mm, I got me a jacket. <laughs> I got me a goddamn jacket. I'm gonna rock it, I'm gonna look so sexy in it. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. Uh, if you f- feel free to comment, please. Thank you to anybody listening to us on SoundCloud. Thank you for anybody listening to us on Spotify. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And we just thought that we would get serious because we always clowning. We always talk about some off-the-wall stuff that got to do with the world and sports, whatever the case may be. But sometimes, you know, we... You know, f- for us to have listeners that listen to us all the time, anytime that we post anything, whether it's 10, 15, 20, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Listeners, you get some, you, you will get some from us. Thank you. And we just thought that we'd share a little insight, a little personal, uh, share our personal space. Just a bit of it. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, you know. Push come to shove. Hopefully, like once we grow, you know, what I'm saying we get some video to go with all this stuff, you know, because our faces are hilarious when it comes to this shit. So, thank you. Be blessed. Be safe. Peace, baby.